Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. We go around the big sky... Ahmad Rory is a professional basketball player, some NFL sleepers, and a day late, the Open Championship. It is two telling you want us. 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for giving me the day off. Yesterday, I made the most of it. Okay, I promise you. It was not wasted yesterday. It is good to be back, though. Happy to be in the chair. Happy to be with all of you broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula on Highway 83 in Sealy. And it is still July. It's the 23rd, in fact, which means it's still the birthday month, the 30th birthday month of Kurtz Polaris. They've been in business 30 years, and so they are offering you up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off. MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris for their 30-year anniversary sale. On the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com is where you can find us. It's a website. It's easily navigable. Okay? It's the just the numbers and then the letters. 1029ESPN.com. Very simple for you. You can listen no matter where you are in the world. You got a hotspot. You got an internet connection. Internet connection. You can listen to this show and uh, the station in general live 24 hours a day. Thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank. Your local bank. Your opportunity. 
You can also call us, 329-1899. The phone number, 329-1899. That phone number, all guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. We are going to do some things today uh, that uh, Coulter touched on yesterday, uh, some stuff around the big sky, some numeric things between uh, Montana State and uh, and Montana, uh, a couple of commitments uh, in the football world that we need to get to, and a couple of scheduling things. And uh, interesting, the mirroring schedules that Montana and Montana State football have this upcoming year as the Cats have released uh, all now of their home games and a few of their away games uh, in terms of kickoff times and uh, and what that looks like and how that aligns. We will get into, not going to take a ton of time on this, but it is worth talking about because it was not spoken about yesterday, uh, the uh, Open Championship and Shane Lowry, the, the home country hero, uh, winning his first major and doing it in style at, uh, at Port Rush. Did I get that right? Port Rush in uh, Northern Ireland. We also uh, got some Osprey to talk about. We're going to give away Osprey tickets. The Osprey have three games, basically a three-game playoff. They're tied with the Idaho Falls Chuckers. They uh, have a home three-game series. Uh, right now are continuing a series with three games remaining in it. And they get a big win last night, and they uh, have uh, are, are even. And uh, you got three games now against uh, a home series to see who wins the first half and thus punches their ticket to the postseason, which would be a, uh, a nice thing to have uh, already under your belt. We will also, in the next hour, get into some NFL sleepers, uh, uh, along with a few other things uh, that, you, uh, that Coulter had wanted to go to uh, also. But we will be broadcasting from Fuddruckers on Thursday, giving away more tickets to the Oregon Ducks-Montana Grizzly football game, as well as next week, tickets to the b-52s how about that now we're getting into the music world here Woo! two cultures about time so we'll tell you all about that how we doing man i missed you yesterday you did a great job i appreciate you you know carrying the load here getting the people what they want on a montana football hour and all that kind of stuff happy to be back though uh it's a fun day without you i uh i Standard. only i mean no as you would expect. here's the thing here's the thing there's only uh, only three things in the world that make me nervous: being on the tee box <laughs> with strangers. Oh, being on the tee box alone, bro. I mean, being on the tee box with strangers that you didn't anticipate playing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain women that shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. love interests. Let's say, and. Thank you. Thank you for well, I didn't for I mean I, I exactly what it was that Well, you I mean I could be scared of your mom, I could be scared of your I, wife, I, I, I can I am scared of your daughters. It was you know, there you left very little to the imagination and then you left nothing. Well, okay. So you there just you go. couldn't leave it alone. But the number one thing that makes me nervous is doing the intro to this show because I just do not have the bravado or the performance gene within me. You and know can, what makes uh, me nervous? What's that, Tommy? Tommy's on the show. Hey, Tommy's back from Vegas. He did not die. Tommy, we did a 15-minute segment out you while you were in the air on the way to Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. You were that short on content? <laughs> that was the best Ooh. part of the whole show. <laughs> what makes you nervous, Tommy? Trying to listen to music with Coulter Nuanas in a public setting, Ryan. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Uh, I I've, wouldn't recommend it what, in a lifetime. Are we going down this road? Are we telling the story? You take your jukebox out to the mall. Is that what you're talking about? I mean, I've listened to music in the car with Coulter uh, for hours and hours, talking, debating, and all of that stuff. I, 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 listening in public. All I'm saying is do not ever do it. And by the way, Coulter, I thought about this when I was in the air. You technically, apparently, own the jukeboxes, courtesy of your, your mm-hmm. grandfather. <laughs> 
So that just adds another layer. We've got to, we, Coulter, we have to tell this story later because I'm still in a rage at you about this whole thing. You do have to have a little bit of uh, just spatial awareness, Coulter, I will say, because I know this story and, and, and uh, you know, this is on you, squarely. It is. Okay. We'll get into it in the second hour. Okay. Uh, Tommy, hi. Good to have you here all week long. Tommy Evans, boys and girls. Uh, and, uh, okay. I had something else to say. I don't know what it was. So here we go. Coulter, you did a bunch of stuff uh, between uh, now Montana State, starting a number 41 tradition with the jersey, which has sort of been going on for a while without uh, having been formalized, I guess, in, in a sense. Uh, and so they have done that. And, of course, there's, uh, you know, reaction from the uh, western side of the mountains about, oh, you know, following suit huh that's what we're gonna do here you just you can't make up your own deal but then of course you know there's a reprisal to that as well which we could get to some uh recruiting stuff as well Ahmad Rory getting onto a professional basketball team so there's a bunch of uh, of, of big sky and uh, state of Montana uh sports things to get to you uh you go ahead because you put this together so I don't know if there's a an order that's going to make this the best it can be well, I just I wanted to ask your opinion on a couple of things because you know oftentimes we don't really need to rehash stuff because it's kind of cut and dry or we agree, but I think that there's a couple sort of fun controversies that are just mm-hmm. summertime conversations to be had that involve uh, some cat grizz stuff, which is always fun to talk about because the rivalry never dies. It's a year round thing and it's yes, really it fun to engage in. So first, let's start with so there's two different number of things I want to talk about. First of all. Hero Sports, Sam Herter, he was on our ESPN roundtable last yes. week. You can check that out on 129ESPN.com. I actually haven't got around to producing the podcast yet. I'm sorry I'm a little bit, but we'll have that one up on Skyline Sports by tomorrow afternoon as well. But either way, you can find it. And uh, Sam Herter at Hero Sports has been doing a countdown of the best player who wears each individual jersey number in, a, in the FCS, in his opinion. In the nation. It's well, it's well researched. Sure. But, he, you know, number 99, who's the best number 99? It's a 99-day countdown to kickoff, and there's it's a it's a creative way of counting down the days to I the first it. day of football season. It's numbers, yes. Fun. So number 37 was the other day because mm-hmm. we're getting closer and closer to football season, and the Hero Sports chose Bryce Sturk as the number 37 who's the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. This goes a little bit deeper. Ty Gregorek, former University of Montana defensive coordinator, who then jumped ship and went to – Montana State in a very controversial hiring that caused a lot of uproar on this side of the mountains and a lot of joy on that side of the mountains. And, uh, you, know, you know, Ty, make no mistake, Ty has deep ties to both places. And, uh, you know, I, I've been close with Ty for a really, really long time. And another tease, we will have him on the ESPN Roundtable next week. He'll be in studio with us on Thursday because he's in Missoula for work. Uh, he's working at Stryker uh, Orthopedics now, selling medical device stuff. So he's in town. Uh, so I said, hey, just come on by the studio. So that'd be fun to catch up with him. You can check that out next week. But Ty, in a kind of, if you know Ty, he has a, a, an interesting and funny sense of humor. He's a very unique guy. Yeah. Uh, but he, he loves jabbing and he loves trolling a little bit. And so it's not a coincidence that Bryce Sturk wears number 37. Correct. When he transferred from Washington... They said, "Okay, let's let's give the biggest, badass-looking dude on our team number thirty-seven, and a little troll to the Grizzlies because of, of the legacy number that is thirty-seven at Montana." Of course. So last year on Media Day, Bryce Sturk has his his uh, Pit Viper Aviators on, and his his big swollen biceps and his tight little thirty-seven jersey. And he, he, for his Media Day picture, he holds up a whiteboard that says the real number thirty-seven. 
that circulated around social media. Obviously, was something that got a lot of good feedback from you know the the, al- the, the allies and uh, a lot of bad feedback from the rivals. And uh, I thought it was hilarious. It's it's just a good it's a good stoking of the rivalry. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. Uh, and so then when Bryce Dirk is named then the best number thirty seven in the nation, this caused an uproar on Twitter and the message boards and you know a variety of places where people communicate uh, non in non human fashion. And uh, there was this I heard all sorts of different arguments. And so yesterday on the show, basically my take was that I think that and first and foremost. Jesse Sims is a kid I've covered since he was... Jesse Sims is number 37 for Montana. Anybody that did, didn't know that, I'm sure everybody listens to the show knows that. But Jesse Sims from down in the Bitterroot Valley, from his time being the, the Class A state tournament MVP in basketball at Stevensville High School when he was a sophomore, to his time at Corvallis High, and you know his recruiting, Oregon State, Nebraska, all these schools being in the mix, him eventually choosing Montana. Uh, he thought about Montana State pretty hard, especially because of their D-line legacy. But Jesse's been... An awesome kid. I love talking to him. He's such a hard worker. He's such a humble kid. He's a good kid. He takes care of his business all the way across the board. He, well, he only lifts like four times. <laughs> One of my favorite Jesse Sim stories was last year. I was interviewing him before a morning practice, and he's just crushing this giant breakfast burrito. I was like, man, how are you going to do that and then go have a, a Division One football practice? Like, doesn't that make your stomach hurt? He's like... Are you kidding me, bro? I've already had three pancakes, four eggs, a protein <laughs> shake. It's like, how many calories are you eating? And a he's lot. like, a lot he's like, oh, about nine to ten thousand a day. I was like, man, that that's crazy. But that's what you have to do if you want to squat six hundred pounds, like he does. So, regardless, like Kai does. Regardless, I think Jesse Sims is one of the hardest workers that I've come across that I've been around. I also think that he has played out of position for the majority of his career. He's a strong side defensive end that's been playing D tackle the whole time, and I think that a ton of Dante Olson's production, Josh Buss's production, Jace Lewis's production. I mean, they would all tell you that guy right there is the guy that makes this happen for us because he just he wrecks people in the middle, he eats up blocks. All that said, in the today's offensive-driven college football, quarterback play and edge rushing are the two most important factors, and I think that Bryce Sturk is the best edge player in the league. There's, I mean... And so I just think objectively, this is not picking who I like more. I just think straight up, I just think Bryce Sturk is just better. And that's not saying that I think Jesse Sims is bad. I think Jesse Sims is really good. And I think if Jesse Sims, I think if the young guys on Montana can come along and some of those guys can play on the interior and Sims can bump out and play on the edge a little bit, I think he'll play a lot. I think he'll make a lot more plays. I think he'll have bigger numbers. I, all that said, though, I just think that Bryce Sturk is a, a phenomenally gifted athlete. I think Bryce Sturk is one of, if, I mean, he might be pound for pound the best athlete in the Big Sky Conference on the defensive side of the football. If you are not named Aaron Donald or Ed Oliver, you are not you are not getting noticed as an interior lineman. I mean, just either side of the ball is just almost a foregone conclusion. And it has nothing to do with how good you are or aren't. It has to do with the position that you're playing, period, end of story. And when you are going around and selecting, I, I, here's what I would bet. Here's what I would bet. That there are uh, 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 elite NFL caliber, starting NFL caliber offensive guards that are playing in the FCS somewhere right now, and I would I would bet you significant dollars that there's no offensive guard that makes the top 100 list of the 99 day countdown as the best to wear their number. Now maybe when you roll through the 70s and you got a bunch sure. of pick from something like that, the point is simply this. That's not where you go to be on a list like this. Also, Bryce Sturk is a, is 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 a man 
child. I mean, he is he is a prototypical Pac-12 defensive end who ended up going to Montana State because of a variety of reasons, uh, you know, circumstantially at the University of Washington. But he's he is an elite pass rushing defensive end, and when you can do what he does and you look the way he does, you make lists like this, and the photo looks great on the Hero Sports website. And so that's and by the way, I agree with you. This is like if you're going to pick between the two, who's better? I mean, again, wait, is it is it how are you going to say that a quarterback is better than a wide receiver? I'm not like right, a quarterback right. from this guy as a quarterback for his team is a better player than the wide receiver for this team. Well, it, it, it's it's not comparable, man. Like how good is this guy as a wide receiver? How good is this guy as a quarterback? That has to be the conversation. Bryce Turk is an edge rusher. I haven't seen one better. In the Big Sky Conference right now. Right. I mean, Caden Ellis was the only guy that I thought was on par with Bryce Turk. Jesse Sims as an interior guy? Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I have, you know, a catalog of, you know, what the interior defensive guys are doing and how they're doing it and schematically who's producing the most and so forth. I know this. Jesse Sims is big as a house. I also know Jesse Sims doesn't really rush the quarterback, both because he's an interior guard and because he is so big and has gotten himself so large. He doesn't have the speed that Bryce Turk has. I mean, that's not, it's not even close. It's not close, right. And, and, and nor does he need it. Like, that's not the totally. point of it. That's not what he does. If he was on the exterior of the defensive line, he'd probably lose 30 pounds, and we'll see, you know, what, what his get-off is. But uh, in any case, yeah, I mean, you want to be upset because you want to, you know, you want your guy to have it or whatever. I think they're more upset in this respect that somebody else wearing that number. Like, if Jesse Sims and Bryce Sterk both wore the number 52, like it would have a quarter of the, of the reaction that it has garnered. Uh, but he doesn't wear that number. And so Montana fans are like, well, it doesn't matter doesn't matter the year. It doesn't matter the place. It doesn't matter the time. The best number 37 is the University of Montana Grizzly. Who wears it? Period. End of story. And it just doesn't matter who it is, you know, at all. And, uh, you know, this is part of the, as you said, the stirring of the rivalry that Bryce Sterk and Ty Gregorak uh, and Jeff Choate uh, chose to do. And, by the way, I love it. <laughs> love it! Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. No doubt. No doubt. And I just wanted to get that out there. You know, one of the one of the funniest interview moments, you know, because a lot of times these guys are in front of the cameras and their press conferences and stuff like that. A lot of time that makes the interviews pretty milk, pretty milk toast, pretty vanilla, as you would uh, not like saying. But 
sometimes you get them in one-on-one situations. And at Montana State, that's a lot more prevalent than it is in Montana. You get you know you get to go have a little conversation with the guy. But my brother Brooks, who gathers a lot of our Montana State content because he's over there in Bozeman, he was interviewing Stirk last year leading up to the season, and he, he asked him, you know, how do you think that your athleticism and you know what you learned at Washington is translating now that you're playing at this FCS level? And Stirk says, well, you know. I'm not the biggest or the strongest guy. And my brother just Why? laughed. He was like, you're both. Are you kidding? I'm looking at you. You're sitting here. You're 6'5", 260 pounds. You have no no real body fat on you whatsoever. You look completely different than every other edge player at this level, with the exception of Caden Ellis, whose dad is Luther Ellis, an all-pro defensive lineman for the Detroit Lions, who was an all-day FBS recruit who then ended up having to play his senior year in the big sky because Idaho dropped down. Other than that, no one looks like Bryce Dirk. Nobody. <laughs> it was just so funny because we were both just sitting there thinking, wait, you're not? Because you are. You actually are the biggest, strongest guy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, so the other number one number uh, discussion I wanted to have okay. with you mm-hmm. is that, uh, as we know, since... 1986, when Kurt Paulson first passed the number 37 jersey on, mm-hmm. there's been some amazing number 37s at Montana. It's become one of the richest traditions sure. in college football because you know a lot of times when the numbers are bestowed, you know sometimes that number might be bestowed and that guy he might suffer a, a season or career-ending injury or he might not live up to ex- expectations. Those guys are always revered, but. They're remarkable. Some of the best players yeah. ever at Montana, from Tim Houck to Todd Erickson to Jason Karibo to Andy Pedic to CJ Pitcher to Jordy Tripp to Zach Wagaman, you know, just on down the line. The only guy that really had a bad injury that that derailed what his potential was was Carson Bender, who's from Deer Lodge. And that's a whole different story. I mean, that was one of the ugliest moments in the big sky when Weaver State basically cut Carson Bender down at the knees and tore his knee, and then there was some retribution, and it, it was a bad situation. An eye for an eye, which is never good, especially in a violent sport like football. Regardless, almost every 37 has completely lived up to the building and then some, and a lot of the guys have gone on to the NFL. But the number itself had no significance when it first was getting started passed down. It's, it's gained the significance as you know the hard-nosed defensive Montana guy. A lot of people call it the designated hitter number. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who's your who's your thumper? Who's your guy that's going to be the tone setter on your defense? And he's got to be from Montana. Yep. So we know the tradition and we know all about it. But the tradition was made from the tradition. There was no real impetus for it initially. Well, now, you know, programs across the country have number traditions. Montana State wanted to enact one. Jeff Choate decided he wanted to bring that tradition to Montana. If you noticed during the Cat Grizz game last year, you know, the, the, the block M, that Montana yep. State has on the helmets. That's yep. something you have to earn. They don't put that. You have to. You have to earn that during fall camp. They put mm-hmm. them on incrementally as as fall camp goes along. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know the Buckeye sticker or whatever. Yeah, some more sort of deal. They have the they they all had number forty one stickers on their helmets the last couple years playing in Cacaris. That's to remember Montana as the forty first state to join the union, and then the three seven seventy seven. That's what the vigilantes and the law enforcement back in the Wild West used to paint on top of people's doors. Uh, but it's an homage to servicemen, first responders, you know, police officers, and, and those that keep us protected. And that's one thing that, you know, Jeff Choate has made a huge priority on is recognizing, you know, first responders and, and law enforcement officials. And they've done a lot of fundraising and, and worked towards raising money for those types of people. And uh, now Montana State this year 
is going to have an official tradition of number 41 being a very similar deal to what Montana has with 37. And, you know, again, it commemorates Montana being the 41st state in the nation. This will be the, I think, ninth or 10th consecutive season that a team or that a player from Montana has worn the jersey. So it's not as if they're just starting from scratch. Because Brad Daly wore this jersey. He won the Buck Buchanan Award. Grant Collins wore this jersey. He was a four-year starter. And now Brayden Conkle is going to take his number 18 and trade it in for number 41. So I just wanted to know what you thought of that because when you when you look at it just from a specific standpoint, I think it's cool. But then we look at it from a broad standpoint, there's a lot of people that are yelling and screaming saying, hey, why can't Montana State figure out their own traditions? They're still in the Grizz tradition. They're just using a different number. And I can see kind of both sides of it. I just think that the significance of the 41 is is a cool thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I did not realize that they were uh, wearing, uh, they had the 41 on their helmets the last couple of seasons. That was, so, that was a detail that that slipped by me. Uh, and the as you said, the, the, the number itself has been worn by, uh, you know, recently some really good players uh, for, for Montana State. Um when I first heard this, I simply I didn't hear it in the context that you've just couched it in, uh, which you know you fill in and on after the fact. But hey, Montana's Montana State's going to start you know the forty one tradition, and I don't know how they'll do it if it's going to be player to player handed down like it is at the University of Montana, if it's going to be a coach you know selection for this guy or what you know all that stuff. But when you hear that and you go, oh, that look, man, the, the fact of the matter is that Montana has been. Uh, 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 you know, the more nationally prominent and the more dominant and the bigger football team and football school over the last 20 years. The last five years, no, no, that's been to Montana State, and they've done a, a, an excellent job in Bozeman of of taking advantage of that, and Jeff Choate has done a, 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 a very good job, in my opinion, of building what he's built there. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's still Montana as the, you know, Big brother, little brother is, I think, what a lot of people yep. perceive, perceive it is as. And it's, it has even less to do with winning and losing and just sort of, you know, size, scope, number of people, number of dollars, all that kind of stuff. And and so then when you hear, oh, well, now the Montana State's going to start the immediate thing that you think is, nope, little brother just had to tag along with, with, with the University of Montana. That's the impression that it is. When you find out more about it, you go, okay. Well, this makes sense because it isn't happening out of the clear blue. You right. know, it's not happening where they're like, okay, we're going to start. Here's here's what I hate. I hate when decisions are made. Now we're starting a new tradition. Traditions happen, and then at some point you go, hey, this has been ongoing. This is a thing we do now. So, I mean, here, here's, here's a silly one, but one that I love, right, is Metallica for Virginia Tech, right, when they come into the stadium. Well, they weren't happening that, you know, the, the, the song didn't start playing uh, until, uh, Enter Sandman until, you know, 2000 there. And when they started doing it, they were like, hey, let's try this out. And all of a sudden it gained traction, gained traction and so forth. And now it's like you, you it's, it's, it's more anticipated than the game is to go in there and know that this is going to happen. You're going to have this big moment, you know, uh, uh, with the Hokies. So that's the stuff that I'm talking about rather than, you know, okay, we decide. I mean, you remember when they, when, when Bob Diaco at UConn decided that they were going to do the civil uh, disagreement or whatever it was where, where UConn was going to have a rivalry with like South Florida 
or something like this, and he put a trophy together and the whole thing, and it was just like so dumb. And you're like, from where? Like, what rivalry? What are you talking about? In any case, but that isn't what happened here. Like, this has been ongoing for a little while, and uh, people certainly in the program were, you know, have been tuned into this thing and thinking about this thing. And again, to your point, the broader significance of the State of the Union and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's I think it's good and I think it's fine. And and obviously Montana fans are going to take take one look at this and Montana State fans are going to take another look at this and that's okay. I think, but I don't think it's dumb. I think it's cool. I'm good with it. And, you know, I agree with your point that traditions need to be organic in, in their formation, but I think without acknowledging something like passing down a number, a tradition can die because Montana State, they tried to start this with the number 61 and among among just offensive linemen. They wanted to start an offensive line tradition. And Jimmy Verlanek passed that number on to Alex Terrian, and he passed that number on to, gosh, I can't remember. It, it, it made it to three offensive linemen at Montana State. And then and then it hasn't hasn't necessarily been a passed-on thing. Obviously, likely an offensive lineman is going to wear number 61, but it wasn't a bestowed-upon right. thing. So I think acknowledging it just is key. Helps it helps it keep going. We're on Definitely. the same page. All right. Uh, Coulter, let's quickly run through just a couple of the, these other things. Uh, Tommy Malott has uh, uh, committed to Montana State to Jeff Choate, quarterback for the Butte Bulldogs. One of the uh, top probably three, four uh, quarterbacks in in the state. Uh, whether he's being recruited as a quarterback, uh, I'm not sure. But this is another early on, you, as you uh, pointed out, uh, Bobby Houck in the University of Montana got the first couple Big recruits in uh, in the state, and now Tommy Malott uh, is is he the third from the state of Montana now to go to Montana State from next year's recruiting class to commit to the Cats. Uh, he actually is the uh, the fourth. He joins Aaron okay. Richards from um, Billings Central. Actually, he's the fifth. Aaron Richards from Billings Central, or excuse me, Butte Central. So two Butte boys coming to mm-hmm. Montana State. Trey Yates, the younger brother of Tucker Yates from Colstrip. Connor Reitler, who's an offensive lineman from Billings Skyview. McCade O'Reilly, who's from Bozeman High, younger brother of Callahan O'Reilly, who's uh, also on Montana State, and now Tommy Mallott. A couple couple lineage kids, uh, a couple uh, uh, guys with brothers that uh, have already been and played and are playing for Montana State going. Uh, but Tommy Mallott, what's his story? And I wanted to, We'll have a broader discussion about the in-state recruiting battle and, and what these what this means, who is recruiting who and stuff like that. We'll probably do that tomorrow. But Mallott... He's one of the best all-around athletes in Montana. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't know if he's going to play quarterback in, at the college level or not. I do think he has enough athleticism, though, to play wide receiver. Yeah. He was at the morning week quarterback school, so he knows how Michael Vick does it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, did it. You see, you I, I got it. Okay. I got it. Uh, at the Battle of the Big No, but that's a big-time thing to be, you know, to be invited to the morning week totally. quarterback school is a, a major uh, feather in the cap. Yep. Uh, he was at the Battle of the Big Sky Verified Combine, which was hosted by Dane Fletcher, former Montana State Bobcat, who now runs the pit over there in Bozeman. Yeah. They did a verified combine with electronic times and stuff like that. His overall score, they call it the Spark score at the Nike camp, but his overall score, just based on all the combine numbers from vertical to broad jump to bench to 40 and all that, was 90, which was the highest among the participants. Over, I think there was close to 100 guys there. He had the highest total score. 
I clocked a hand timed, or excuse me, an electronic timed four six four in the forty, which is blazing fast. I mean, that's the thing. All these kids out there now on Twitter and on social media, they're saying that I run four three, I run four four. No, you don't, bro. Saquon Barkley runs four four flat. He's one of the fastest people in the world. <laughs> you do not run a four three. Nobody does. Like twenty guys in the NFL run straight sub four fours. You know, right. so like high school kids do not run four fours. When he's running four six four, that's blazing fast though. And he had a nine foot eight and a half inch broad jump, which was really good, and a couple other really impressive marks. But the thing about Malat is that he's been a starter at quarterback for the last couple of years, so he he's got a lot of games under his belt. Uh, he is a really diverse athlete. He's a three sport guy. He has got great track numbers. He ran an eleven three in the hundred meters. He ran twenty two six five in the two hundred. Placed in both of those at the class AA state meet. He was second in the four hundred meters. And a 50.53. So if you're flirting with 50 seconds, that means not only are you, are you fast, but you're also tough. And uh, he also is a 21-foot, 3-inch long jumper, too. So he's got good track numbers. He's got good football m- mobility and speed, and uh, he's a good dude. So, uh, I mean, he, he, this is a good get for Montana State. And uh, a guy that was – I know the Grizz were – of all those in-state recruits I just mentioned, I know the Grizz were the most interested in Tommy Malott out of those guys. They were also very interested in McCain O'Reilly because he's a top three guy, I think, outside of Carson Rostad and Jackson Lee, who are both committed to Montana. Mm-hmm. I think McCain O'Reilly is the third guy there. So Montana was definitely interested in him, but I think that with the fact that his brother plays for the Cats made it kind of a long shot. Aaron Richards from, from Butte Central. Grizz came on in, in on him a little late after the Cats had been recruiting him, but they weren't that hot on his trail. Trey Yates, same sort of situation. His older brother, Tucker, played for the Cats. And Connor Reitler, I haven't talked to him, so I'm not really sure what his interest level was from the Grizz, so I'll get back to you on that. But uh, Tommy Mollott to the Cats is a good deal, and the Grizz, they kind of made a splash early, getting the top two guys first. But the Cats have gotten uh, a whole handful of guys now mm. uh, since recruiting has sort of marched on. And one last thing to uh, to get to here before we uh, take a quick break. Ahmad Rory has uh, officially signed uh, with a basketball team in Cyprus. That's right, Cyprus. How about that, man? Get a little island in the Mediterranean. I'm telling you, man, Like I get it. You want to do the NBA thing and all that. But if you can play overseas, you're good enough to do that. And you, you know, I don't know what the deal was. I don't, I'm not sitting here saying that Ahmad Rory had... 20 leagues to choose from. Maybe he did. Maybe he had two. Maybe he only had one. Maybe he had five. I don't know. But you go, well, let me let me just do a quick Wikipedia search on Cyprus. Oh, yes, please. Right? Yes, please. You want to go live much. in Grand Rapids or do you want to live in Cyprus? An island in the Mediterranean sounds okay. Anyway, he's going uh, to play for uh, Club Kara- uh, Karavnos. Uh, is uh, is the name of the team uh, in the Cyprus League. I have no idea what the league is, how competitive it is, how good it is, uh, how you know what the club is like or whatever. But I do know that he's getting paid to play basketball, and that's uh, that's a major thing. It's uh, and congratulations to him. Certainly uh, something that uh, we expected to happen and uh, and has now happened uh, for the sixth leading score in the history of the University of Montana and one of the one of the uh, outstanding point guards that's ever come through uh, the Big Sky Conference to be sure in Ahmad Rory so he's uh, he's off and running uh, to uh, to Europe all right quick break on the other side we did not talk about the open championship yesterday we're not going to spend a ton of time on it but we got to acknowledge Lowry doing it for the home country next 
You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Radio, Shane Lowry, making it happen in his native Ireland, and uh, a party it was on Sunday night after he wrapped up his first major, the Open Championship. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. July is Kurt's Polaris' 30th birthday. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they are celebrating by offering up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, plus an unbated dirt bike or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurt's for details. Get to Kurt's Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurt's 30-year anniversary sale. At Gus Tutel, that's me on Twitter. At 1029 ESPN, that's the station. And at Skyline Sports MT, that's... Coulter's brainchild, and uh, you can find out everything that you want to find out uh, in the world of sports in Montana using those three handles. It's that simple. Uh, Coulter, uh, Shane Lowry won the Open Championship by, is it by six strokes? Is that what it finished up? Uh, yep. It was, it was the largest uh, major victory by a first time major winner it was uh, since 2011 raining and blowing out there and i believe this it, i'm not going to get this don't don't quote me on this stat but it was something along these lines somewhere there in the middle of the back uh, nine the last 13 groups uh you know comprising 26 players were like collectively 93 over par <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, uh, you, because, you know, conditions got worse and it's Sunday of a major and all that. But uh, I'll tell you what, man, I, I, I've never, like, I'm aware of Shane Lowry prior to the Open Championship. He's, you know, been a, a PGA pro. And, in fact, I believe a PGA winner uh, at a couple mm-hmm. events. Uh, but kind of a, you know, a middle-of-the-road uh, kind of PGA player. He's 32, I think, and so kind of, you know, under the radar, largely, in a lot of ways. And obviously, you know, you think about if you're going to talk Ireland, you know, uh, uh, Rory McIlroy, and uh, to to a lesser extent, but also a major winner in Graham McDowell, uh, you know, coming into this tournament. But there's Shane Lowry on Sunday with a four-stroke lead. Had an opportunity, by the way, for it to be a one-stroke lead after the first. I mean, can you imagine that he was putting for bogey from about 10 feet? while Tommy Fleetwood was putting for birdie from about 12 feet. 
And Fleetwood missed, and Shane Lowry made, which was a huge save, bogey save, dropped a shot, but still had a three, three, uh, 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 you know, shot cushion. And if Fleetwood had made his, and Lowry misses, and all of a sudden it's a one-stroke ball game after one hole when you slept on a four-stroke lead, that all of a sudden gets nervous time. But you know what? It really never got nervous, and Lowry played just a very, I don't know. It looked like a very normal round of golf, which certainly it was not. Uh, as he went out there and shot, you know, I think one over for the day or something like that, and everybody else went north, including Brooks Kapka, which was something of a surprise. Uh, but uh, uh, a phenomenal deal. And then to come up 18 in Ireland, winning your first major, you know, with your folks there and your your wife and his little, you know, two, three-year-old girl there, and uh, and then the entire nation. They said, I think, 237,000 people attended the Open Championship <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, or over, over the week, I should say, over the four days. But, uh, uh, you know, to, he when he hits his approach shot, he's got such a, such a cushion that he starts celebrating and hugging his caddy in the middle of the fairway, 200 yards from the green. Uh, because he's on the green and it's just unlosable, you know, he's... he's he needs to not seven putt the green to win it, and uh, didn't. By the way, he did it in two. So congratulations to him on that. Uh, but it was it was very cool. It's always fun to me to see. I love seeing first time winners' reaction and how they do it. And again, as we talked about last week, in a sport that does not have home and away, this is as close as it gets. And the the rousing. Uh, cheering and 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 fan winning that he did for his home country on that day was fabulous and there are some great videos circulating around go find them on twitter or wherever of uh of the irish songs being sung in the pubs uh well into the wee hours with uh, Shane Lowry at the front of the of uh, the whole group you know leading Leading the leading it, it, it the unbridled joy of it's something that I always love about this kind of thing. So congratulations to him, uh, and also I got to see uh, a professional golfer make a fourteen on the hole, which made me feel good. Too. <laughs> it definitely always makes you uh, understand how hard golf is. Uh, definitely a, a cool moment. I mean, oftentimes when you have like kind of the, the unknown guy that wins the major. He goes out and shoots big numbers on Thursday and Friday and then hangs on for dear life. Well, Shane Lowry set a, set a course record shot 63 on Saturday. Unbelievable. Dusted everybody. Yes. I mean, you go through a 63 on Saturday when they move the pins all around and make it tough on you, you're going to be tough to beat. And uh, like I said, his largest major tournament victory by a first-time winner since Rory McIlroy back in 2011. Uh, I think it was the second largest margin of victory at the British Open since Tiger Woods won by 12 strokes some almost 20 years ago now at this point. So, a huge moment for Shane Lowry, no doubt. And uh, some of the other guys, the big names, they were in the mix, and then they faded down the stretch. And I think that that's becoming more of a narrative with this group of guys. It's very interesting that we've seen all these dudes that have had flashes. Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. They've all been the king for a moment. And when, when they've hit a peak and then leveled out and then – lost a step and not been able to get it back. None of them have been able to get it back, really. I mean, Rory has not won a... Rory's been in the mix. He has. He's not won a major in five years now. Mm-hmm. Spieth was once the heir apparent. I mean, he was the prodigy. He was the guy who was going to 
Well, and he, he was in the tournament. I mean, he was he was he was of of guys not named Shane Lowry. He had he had you know one of the best looks at it on Sunday, and he didn't play well. But, but I would also say no, really nobody did. I right. mean, the, the conditions were like that, and the fact of the matter is, in this tournament, uh, Shane Lowry had to go lose it. That that's the only way because there wasn't a sixty five to be had. Heck, I don't think there was a sixty seven to be had out there. And most guys going, you know, seventy. You know, two seventy three, seventy four. Uh, you know, if you're starting off six seven behind, you need an utter collapse by the guy up front, and 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 that's the thing to me that was maybe more impressive than anything was Lowry being able to do that. But unquestionably, his Saturday round was uh, a stroke of of genius. I mean, he was he was just spectacular on a day where a lot of guys played well, and he was he was easily the best of the bunch. I mean, he I think there's been ten. Rounds of 63 in major championship history, and now his is one of them. Um, By the way, I went golfing yesterday. Mm. And uh, I, you know, sometimes things happen, you've just never seen it before. I was golfing with uh, one of my very good friends, and uh, we went out there, and uh, he is, you know how, you know, they say, you know, swing easy and Mm -hmm. and all that? Um, He did not take that class. (laughs) Okay. Okay. My buddy JB is a ripper, and um, he's as exciting as I am in terms of the <laughs> volatility. The, the spread is wide. Let's put mm. it like that. We could be left. We could be right. We could be three hundred down the middle. But but it's a absolute. Uh, it's it's just you know quantum uh, 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 theory in terms of where any of this is going to actually go and end up. Uh, but he pulled one off yesterday that I have not seen before. He got up and absolutely crushed his drive. I mean, you, you couldn't peer it any more than he peered it. However, it never got more than about four inches off the ground. Mm. And it smoked the women's tea block of wood square knocking it 50 feet down into the fairway at which point the golf ball shooting straight back at us like shrapnel coming back up and we both try and dive out of the way of this thing and up it goes out of the tee block behind us negative yards drive i'll try i'll maybe tweet out a picture later went and grabbed that that block i mean i've never really felt bad for an inanimate object before this (laughs) thing had I mean, you could read the word "titleist" in the the in the uh, uh, imprint on the block of wood. So that made me feel good too. I was like, I'm not the only one, you know, uh, out there doing it. You couldn't have, you couldn't have done that in a million tries. No way. Spectacular. Never do it again. Spectacular. Uh, to tell Nuanas, one hundred nine ESPN Radio. Uh, we are going to uh, uh, give away uh, some Osprey tickets right after this. But before we do that. We're going to give you away something to eat first. How does that sound? It's grill season, boys and girls. And Alpine Touch is the best seasoning out there. Period. End of story. Shoto, Montana. Shout out. 
Coulter. Show the good people what they're going to go home with right now. we got a grand slam package of four of the big, big seasonings. These are the big boys coming to you if you call right now. 329-1899. First caller in, you're going to get a four-pack of Alpine Touch seasoning for all. I mean, I put it on eggs. I put it on omelets. I guess omelets are eggs. Of course, I put it on all the meats. You can put it in everything, man. It's like it's just the most versatile, best stuff around. You got the pepper blend. You got the all-purpose. You got the hickory smoked. Got the Prairie Fire. These are the big boys, too. Yep. If you don't win this, you can go online, alpinetouch.com, $19.99. makes great gifts for your out-of-state relatives. It makes makes great gifts for for your husband, your wife, yourself, your kid, anybody. $19.99, alpinetouch.com. Hit that ESPN code, ESPN10, get 10% off. But if you give us a call right now, we got this Alpine Touch Grand Slam package for you, as well as an Alpine Touch hat. Just give Tommy your name, your address, and your phone number, and we'll send it right to your door. Boys up in Shoto, Chad, Craig, thank you very much. Grand Slam packages for everybody. Give us a call right now. First caller, 329-1899 gets this Grand Slam package of Alpine Touch seasonings. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Missoula Osprey, three games. The punch will take it to the postseason. We'll send you to tomorrow night's game next. Well, hello there, my friends. Ryan Tutel here, and you probably know that Blackfoot is a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that helps businesses just like yours all around the state of Montana. But maybe you don't know just how much they're actually doing. You couldn't even imagine how many miles, yes, miles, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable they are laying across the state of Montana and specifically now in Bozeman and the Gallatin Valley near St. Ignatius and several other regions to increase the connectivity and speed in which we can communicate to that of light. That's right, fiber optics, they work with light. Did you know that? Quite a lesson. If you want to go study it, I encourage you to do so. Hey, go visit GoBlackfoot.com and see what it is that they're up to. I think you'll be amazed at all of the work that is being done just so that we can talk quickly with each other and do things like, I don't know, listen to a Tutel Nuanas podcast. 866-541-5000 to give them a call or online at GoBlackfoot.com. You can click the link in the description while you're listening and just check out what they're up to. Support the ones who support us, Blackfoot. It is to tell Nuwana, so this is 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. And they have been in business for 30 years. That's right, 30 years. Kurtz Polaris have been doing it. And they are celebrating by offering you 30% off. 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories for the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle. Plus, for an unbated dirt bike or any Crestpod tomb boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz's 30-year anniversary sale. If you would like to listen to us, uh, which, of course, you would because you are. A little presumptive reasoning there. Uh, you can go online to uh, the website, 1029ESPN.com. Listen to the stream. The stream's available all the time, including getting us live wherever you are. 
in market, out of market, convenient, fun, the internet. What a deal. The uh, stream is there. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, the Missoula Osprey, are uh, surprisingly, I think surprisingly, given the way that this first half started, tied for first place in the Pioneer League North with the Idaho Falls Chuckers, who they are playing against. And the Chuckers, I believe, were they they were 13-1. and one Yep, 13-1. To start the season, they were up six games. I mean, being ahead six games in 14 <laughs> games total is, is astronomic. Yeah. Uh, and the Osprey were there, you know, just plodding along, kind of playing 500 baseball. Uh, got swept in their first road trip to Idaho Falls as part of that torrid start that the Chuckers had. But Missoula has really found their stride. They found their swing, hit four home runs, and had 17 hits last night, put 13 runs on the board, and pounded Idaho Falls 13-3 to in a game they really needed to have. Because if they lose that game, they're down two with three to go. Now, guess what? They're even. Even with three to go. And uh, the Osprey, uh, you know, again, in the Pioneer League, uh, in uh, single or rookie baseball, the way it works is, is each, the playoffs are determined by the halves. So there's three games left here in the first half. The winner of the North and the South uh, just immediately are in the playoff uh, or the playoffs at the end of the year. So it's uh, a big series here in the middle of the season, which is one of the cool things. Like you have really meaningful baseball for the next three days being played at Ogren Park and Allegiance Field. We'll, of course, have the games for you here on ESPN Radio, on SWX Montana Television as well. Uh, but this is this is a fun time of year right here uh, for, uh, for some uh, minor league baseball in the city. Chuckers now have lost 14 out of their last 20, including five of their last six to Missoula. This is bizarre, man. This skid's kind of started. The Chuckers won six to four in Missoula on July 1st. Mm-hmm. And then the, the O's took the next two. They won two to one. And then they won four to three in the walk-off game yes. on fireworks night when we were there. Unbelievable game. And they went back home to Idaho Falls, played Missoula two more times in a row. So they played Missoula f- a full five games in a row. Lost to the O's two times in a row. Then they've had a couple games postponed, but they also had a four-game sweep at the hands of the Ogden Raptors, who are just tearing it up. They're 28-7 and right now. They're running away with the Southern Division in the Pioneer League. And then since they've been back to Missoula now, they got schlacked last night, and the O's have had the Idaho Falls Chuckers numbers. Well, they certainly have, uh, but you know what? It's all all a wash now. You you got three games, uh, and... You know, somebody's there's no you can't tie right. You got is somebody going to win two or three of those three games, uh, and so uh, this is you know as long as the weather holds out, which it looks like it's gonna, this is going to be for a playoff spot, and uh, so it's an exciting time, and and M- Missoula's in a, a great situation that way, and uh, you know when it's meaningful baseball, we want you to go to the game. So guess what? We got four tickets for you right now for tomorrow night's game. Okay, a nice Wednesday night in the ballpark. And the second-to-last game of the first half. And it is going to be a clinching situation for one of these two teams tomorrow night. Uh, you know, obviously, regardless of who wins, uh, if you get if you get two, it's a done deal. You can Do they do champagne at the halfway mark, or do they do something <laughs> else? They got to they uncork some Cokes or something like that. But in any case, uh, a, a team uh, will be playing for a playoff spot tomorrow, and a team will be playing to... To stave off, uh, you know, elimination, at least for the first half. So it's going to be a big game tomorrow night at the ballpark. 329-1899. 
Caller number three, 329-1899. And uh, you got a four-pack. Four of them, man. We're not going to mess around. I'll give you four tickets uh, to go to this uh, to go to this game tomorrow night and go check it out. It's an ideal situation when you're talking about short season and two-half rookie league, minor league baseball to win the first half. Because right. the whole point of this level is is development. And we talk right. a lot about how oftentimes managers are not managing the game to win as much as they are managing the game to challenge the talent and to find out what sort of talent they have. But if you can find a way to win games and then get into the playoffs, you extend your season so you have more time to develop. And if you win the first half in particular, now all of a sudden you can you sort of monkey around in the second half a little bit more with positional, platooning, who you pitch where, the guys that you can get at bats for, because you already know you're going to the postseason. Right. So now you can even develop it even further. So I think winning the first half is, is of paramount importance because it gives your fans something to look forward to later on in the summer and it gives you as an organization the de- ability to delve into the development aspect even further while then maybe even carrying momentum from the winning that you just did in the first half but also presumably right now for the next three games it will be straight managed to win absolutely right, right. So right. You, 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 especially because you're going head-to-head with the team you're tied right. with that's that's, right. and that's cool that's very cool yeah exactly you can you you, you control your destiny directly uh, because you are playing that opponent that you gotta that you gotta beat, so it'll be a lot of fun down at the ballpark uh, this week uh, it, uh, at uh, Ogren Park at Allegiance Field. Okay, Osprey baseball coming up what, two hours from now. Get to it. Uh, but next, we get into the NFL a little bit. Talk about who's going to be good, but who's going to be good that you don't think is going to be good? We know some teams that are definitely going to be good. I mean, the New England Patriots have seven bye weeks which will result in a 6-0 and record. So that's nice, being able to play in the AFC East. But who else is going to be good? Well, we'll tell you who. Maybe some people you're not thinking of next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast, to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.